Volume and pressure are key to making this work. It's really important that we get the pressure really high. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. This is Rod from A Better Way to Farm, where we help growers increase yields and improve profits. It's an honor to have you listen to us, and we appreciate each and every one of you. When we finish here, if you find value in what we do, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a rating and share us with a friend. Our goal is to get information out to the farm world as fast as we can to as many people as we can possibly help. Thank you for your help with that. Today, we're going to talk about tissue testing the next step. After we've tissue tested, which we talked about in the previous session, which is really important, and it's important that it be done correctly, now what are we going to do? Well, today we're going to talk about how to take that information and foliar feed, how to successfully foliar feed. And the step one is the proper tissue testing and getting the results through Midwest Labs and getting those recommendations back that tell us exactly what to do so we're not guessing. There are a lot of people out there because corn prices are high, bean prices are high, they're running around selling products and they're using the old, well, why don't you try some? We think this ought to work. I don't think that's a very good method of taking advantage of doing the right thing, taking data and turning it into money. Because we've got to to go better than just try some, we think it'll work. Let's go with something that's proven. Let's go with something that's practical. Let's go with something that we know is going to give us a result. And so once we've properly tested, we have the data, then it's time for us to say, well, maybe we ought to consult the internet. And it's kind of funny because I wrote down in my notes here, it's like, oh, (laughs) the internet. I did some looking on the internet talking about foliar feeding. And the things that I picked up were frightful, truly, truly frightful. One of the things, one of the top articles that popped up first for me was it was a guy who was telling you how to make your own foliar feed. I suppose that's okay. It seems like a kind of a high risk deal because the fact of the matter is we don't always know the quality of the raw materials. We don't know the quality of the different things that we're using. And I saw someone in there and they said, well, when you make your own, this guy went a step farther, said you've made your own foliar feed. Now what you want to do is you want to use dish soap because that'll make it, you know, penetrate better and, and stick better. And I'm just kind of, now I've got both hands on my forehead going, what are we doing here? And then the, the trifecta, the last one was the guy was talking about taking urea and turning that into a liquid and then foliar feeding that. one of the big things about foliar feeding is it needs to be done in a method in which we do not cause burn. We cannot create burn when we do this because burn sets back yield. Our goal is to increase yield. It's to take those things that we are deficient in, address those deficiencies, and increase yield. So what do we want to do? We want to use a product that's built for foliar feeding. We want to use products that we know have been scientifically studied and have been proven to be the right things. As we go about this, one of the things that has come out in new data and new work here over the last few years is the fact that it used to be believed that all of the foliar feeding that we did, the nutrients, were taken in through the stomata. But now, upon further study and review, it would appear that it is not the stomata that takes in the more of it. It is the cuticle. 
the main part of the absorption of the nutrients goes in through the cuticle. Now, you say, what is a cuticle? Well, that would be a very, very, very small pore. And that pore is actually less than one nanometer in diameter. And I didn't know what a nanometer was, so I had to do a little looking. A nanometer is one billionth of a meter. Let me put this in terms that make it easy to picture. One sheet of paper is 100,000 nanometers thick. That means that the product we're applying has to be, has to go in through a hole in that plant that has a diameter that's one one thousandth of the thickness of a sheet of paper. Guys, when you divide a sheet of paper, the thickness of that by a thousand, that's pretty tiny. That's pretty tiny. So what does that do? That drives us back to the four R's. And I want to spend a little time here today on the four R's because while you know that oftentimes I'm not impressed with how the industry has done this, they've given this more lip service than they have implementation. They talk about it. It makes all the, the tree huggers feel really good because they talk about doing the right thing, but then they're not necessarily doing the right thing. In this, we want to get the four R's very, very, very correct. We want to make sure we're using the right source. I'm going to suggest to you that based on our experience, urea mixed with water is probably not the right source. As a matter of fact, I did find several articles, some actual trade journals, and they talked about the fact that the best thing to foliar feed with nitrogen is something that's a triazone. And we do have that 26% product with a half a percent boron that has a triazone form so that it doesn't burn its way into the plant. But the matter of the fact is, Early on, when we're foliar feeding between B3 and B5, we don't want a lot of nitrogen. We need PK and the micronutrients that are deficient in the plant. Same thing when we hit that second window that starts at V8. And so what do we want to do? We want to make sure we have the best product that we can find that's built to be atomized into a small mist and applied that will go on through the cuticle to get results. So the right source is a biggie. Would you like your corn to come out of the ground more aggressively, more uniformly, quicker? Would it interest you to have your corn be one to two points drier this coming fall? It looks like gas might be pretty high when it comes to drying season. Would you like to pick up three to seven bushel for a $3 per acre investment? If so, contact us, 641-919-1206. We have something that we think will interest you. Let's talk about the right rate because I get guys, they say, oh, you know, we tried some foliar feed and I say, how'd you do it? They say, well, we went out, you know, we put a couple gallon of fertilizer in with 25 gallon of water and we went to the field and sprayed it. Guys, that's not foliar feeding. What that is, is broadcast spraying. Foliar feeding, if we're going to get the right rate, it's actually going to involve two things. It's going to involve gallons per acre and it's going to involve pressure. Volume and pressure are key to making this work. It's really important that we get the pressure really high. Foliar feeding would be the antithesis of broadcast spraying. When we're spraying chemicals, we want a big droplet. We want it not to drift. We want it, you know, 400 microns, probably plus. When we do foliar feeding, we want a really small driftable particle. We want to make sure that pressure is way up there. We might even want to take the tips on the sprayer and point them backwards instead of down. Why is that? 
Well, because there's been universities done, studies done, and I saw some of those on the internet today, actually using radioisotopes, talking about the attraction between the right fertilizer and the plant. Yes, at V3 to V5, you got a lot of exposed dirt. And the fertilizer that hits the dirt, guys, that is not foliar feeding, and it does you basically no good. So what do we got to do? We got to atomize this. We have to make a, a mist that will go into that plant that will be attracted to those leaves, and then we'll lay on that leaf long enough to be absorbed through that cuticle. And so we want to make sure that we've got the pressure high. The second thing we don't want to do is create our own problem by putting something in there that makes it wash off. What would that something be? Well, too much water. You can foliar feed a couple of gallon of fertilizer and up to eight gallon of water for a total of 10. That is not my favorite. And guys, the better you do this, the better your results will be. So if instead of using two gallon of fertilizer in your micros and eight gallon of water, maybe you use two gallon of fertilizer, your micros and six gallon of water for a total of eight. That's the really the upper limit that I want to see. And I am much, much happier if you will use two-gallon fertilizer, the micros you need, and three-gallon water for a total of only five-gallon per acre. Why is that? Well, the concentration is higher, for one thing. Two, the less volume you have, the less likely you are to wash it off of the leaf. And three, it just creates that fog, that mist that we want that lets it hang in the air and gently float to the ground and be absorbed by the plant. Now, do we want something in there that'll help it stick to the plant? Yeah, we have a product that's specially built for this process. It takes one ounce per 100 gallon of our product, and I promise you it will do wonders on getting those products to go into that corn plant or that bean plant or that milo plant. Let's talk about time. You know, the four R's are source, the rate, their time, the place. When we get to talking about time, this is really important because there's several different factors here that fall underneath the time. One is the stage. What stage is that plant in? What are the stages when we should foliar feed? And more important, what are the stages that we should not foliar feed? Because there are certain times in a plant's life that if we foliar feed, we have been able to cut the yield. And guys, this is one of the many reasons that we encourage you to come to our Fundamentals of Agronomy training. We spend quite a bit of time on this. We give you charts that show you how to do this. What is the time? There are pictures that say, this is go time. This is this time to stay home. And so, by the way, our next agronomy training is going to be taking place in Ankeny, Iowa, July 7th and 8th. And if you'd be interested in attending that, reach out. Get us a call. Give us a text, 641-919-1206. We'd love to talk to you about that. But we're going to talk about the staging of the plants to do it, and it is important. We're also going to talk about the right time of day. What's the temperature factor? Where are we going to get into that at? Do we want to do this in the heat of the day? Absolutely not. I'm not going to go into all of that because I really want you to attend this two-day training so you can get, you know, really, really, really hone in your skills on this and know how to do it. But suffice it to say that when it gets hot, it's time to go home if you're foliar feeding. Once we've figured out all of that, then we got to figure out the place. Well, if we do the first three correctly, we get the place automatically. You don't have to focus on the fourth R, the right place. Why is that? Because the right place is on the leaf. The wrong place is on the dirt. And if we go at the right time of day, if we have the right product, if we're using the right pressure, if we're putting on the correct volume, 
if we're putting in the right surfactant, then we're going to end up with the lion's share of this product going into the plant, which will give us the fifth R that we really want, and that is the right result. We want to make sure that we're getting the results that we need. Guys, there is a lot of opportunity this year. I know inputs are high. There's no denying that. I also know that some of you are going to sell $14 or $15 beans. You're going to sell $7 or $8 corn. And if a guy can go out and he can pick up 10 bushel of $7 corn and only spend a $20 or $25 bill to get it, that's going to be a pretty good return on investment. And that opportunity is out here because we typically look for returns of somewhere between 5 to 10% extra yield. So that what does that mean? If you've got a 200 bushel yield potential, now we're looking at 220. And all of a sudden, we've got great things happening and it is going to work better. Guys, we are very passionate about what we do. We love helping growers. And I'm going to do the next podcast I want you to tune into next week. We're going to drop one. It's going to be me interviewing my really good friend, Jerry Cox. And he's going to come at this not from the side of the guy who sells fertilizer, but from the side of the guy who uses it to get championship yields in his contest fields and to get tremendous yields across his entire farm. And he's going to talk to you specifically about how he does it, why he does it, and what he does. I want to encourage you, look forward to hearing next week's episode when it drops. You know, we do appreciate all you guys here that follow us on this platform. We're available in a few other platforms coming soon. We're going to have YouTube videos available. We're going to take those and and get those uploaded here sometime in the next 90 days is our goal. We already have a very active presence on Facebook with over 800 videos that you can watch. Go to Facebook, type in A Better Way to Farm, and you'll find us there. You can go onto our website, abetterwaytofarm.com, and take the profit calculator and get some more information there. And if you just like some cheap entertainment, TikTok might be for you. Abetterwaytofarm.com is the handle on TikTok. And what does that do? Well, You'll see some short videos, and then you'll get some really interesting commentary. Yeah, I do so enjoy the people who live in their mom's basement but feel compelled to talk about everything under the sun. And so it's entertaining at the best, and sometimes there's some really good information that comes out. There are some very intelligent growers out there that comment on it, and you can pick up some ideas. So feel free to get us on any of those platforms. I would encourage you to give us a rating, share us with a friend. Guys, and we look really forward to next week's episode. I really do hope you're having a better day. A better way to farm dot com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com. dot